Hey, what's up, guys? This is Jesse from BSN Denver. I'm hanging out with AJ Hayfley today from the BSN Avalanche. We're talking about one of our favorite spots in all of Colorado to get some beer up at the uh, Cardo Keg House. AJ, tell us about it. It's pretty cool. You walk in, and there's a it's, it's this big bar right in front of you, and you know it's every, all these beers are on tap, all the beers that you can you could really imagine. That, that you maybe probably have ever even heard of. Yep, yep. And uh, they give you this huge menu, and you're able to just flip through it. And anybody, anybody that likes any kind of beer, especially made in Colorado, is definitely going to be able to to find something that they like. Yeah. Uh, you know, personal favorite of mine is the the Apricot Blonde from Dry Dock Brewery out in Aurora. And yeah, man, it's just it's one of my favorite places. Off Wadsworth and 36 in Broomfield, right next to the First Bank Center, it's the Colorado Keg House. From our Airbnb here in Mobile, Alabama. Same exact Airbnb as last year. We got the same exact crew. It's me, it's Andre, it's Brandon, it's Zach. And uh, we had a little bit of technical difficulties getting a pod up yesterday, but we are here today and we got to run shortly to get to uh, Media Day over there. But we wanted to check in with you guys uh, before we headed over there to you know, make sure you guys knew we were alive. Um, so let's do a quick little podcast here. We'll talk about some of our impressions from last night and all that good stuff but before we do that we're gotta we gotta tell you about our friends over at strava craft coffee they've got some game-changing coffee over there it's a cbd enriched coffee that's really changed lives it's cbd infused and it's taken away long-term migraines back pain arthritis ibs it's helped decrease anxiety whatever it is you name it cbd is an all-natural and non-psychoactive ingredient and the coffee is rich and tasty check it out for yourself today and receive 20 percent off when you use the promo code bsn 2018 at checkout and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. Let's hop into the show, and I'm going to pass it over to our host, Brandon Spano. It's really awesome to be back here. I feel like we were back home. We kind of walked in. It was like home sweet home and went to the first press conference last night. And let's just open with that, right? Uh, Drew Locke at the presser really just stealing the show and it sounds funny to say because it's just a press conference but after seeing Josh Allen last year after talking to so many guys I mean you guys talked to Paxton Lynch for the last couple of years right so hey the way that people command the audience the way that they talk the way that are they articulate themselves is important and you know, my opinion was that this guy was super impressive. He was super confident, but not cocky. He mm. was uh, very engaging. It seemed like he remembered everything. They, the first game with Dak Prescott, he remembered uh, what the weather was like when he got off the bus and what that second quarter was like. And then, you know, every time they mentioned a game, he remembered, oh, that was a game where I had footwork issues inside of the pocket and I've had to go back. And I mean, you could tell he's obsessed and he's looked at it. What did you think of Drew Locke, Zach? Well, on top of that, this comes with the news that John Elway saw him in person, watched him play a game this year, and John Elway really, really liked what he saw. So then you put that with the personality and the behind-the-scenes stuff because clearly John Elway liked what he saw in Paxton Lynch on the field. <laughs> Was it you, Ryan, that said... Already, you can tell that he he has that it factor more than Paxton Lynch. Drew Locke, already, you could already tell that. Yeah, I mean, he's extremely intelligent up there. He has the football mind. He's talking football stuff the whole time. I mean, I've never heard Paxton Lynch talk about footwork unless it was, oh, yeah, I'm working on, I, I'm you know, they told me I need to work on my footwork. Um, you know, 
like Brandon said, it's not everything. You know, it's not, you know, talking in a press conference is going to help you throw the ball in the field. But it does help with a lot of the other things that is required out of a franchise quarterback. A leader, like the way he had everyone just laughing up there, and it wasn't just, you know, courtesy media laugh. He was actually, like, being funny. That stuff matters when you're trying to command a locker room. Um, being able to communicate, you know, being able to just seem calm and cool and collected. Up there, he, he ne I never felt like, oh, his agent told him to say that. And a lot of times when you, li when you listen to these prospects speak up there, you know, Josh Allen is an example – been at the combine the last two years and, and all these guys you hear them say something and you're like oh their agent told them to say that the whole time he was up there i felt like everything he was saying was honest it was natural and it wasn't forced based on what someone told him he should be saying to scouts and whatnot so between that between him talking about his his meeting with john gruden where he was really confident saying that if he would have had to do this last year and he was sitting next to john gruden he would have been completely you know, deer in the headlights. Right. It feels like he is beaming with confidence. And again, does that help him throw the football? No. But from what we've seen on tape, he doesn't necessarily need help throwing the football. Right. Right, Andre. No. And I think what we come away with this, obviously, we got to frame it. It's just a presser. Important not to overreact. But these kind of settings will be important as NFL evaluators try to get a feel for him. And they'll be impressed if he's as impressive and as, uh, you know, able to to put into words all the things he was able to put into words with us and the big thing about drew Locke is the kind of improvements the ways in which he looked more polished this season and he talked about that talked about how he decided to return to school because of a new offensive coordinator that told him straight up he could improve him as a pro prospect and we've seen that on the field and he spoke on that and he seems to have really taken to a lot of that coaching he's received and that's really taken him um you know taken him far and getting some more nfl coaching um their missouri's new offensive coordinator Dooley is coming from the nfl and that seemed to help him a lot he seems to have improved in a lot of the 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 cerebral areas of playing quarterback which was really the problem with paxton lynch these these last few years as an example and we were even saying forget josh allen he seemed more impressive than baker mayfield ever was and speaking to the media last year and baker admittedly might have been a little overwhelmed because the media was really swarming around him last year but still really impressive. well i i definitely wouldn't use the word overwhelmed when it comes to baker mayfield but i would definitely say that uh he uh, you know i think that Baker walks around with a chip a little more than than Drew Locke. Yeah. Um, from the sense that <clears throat> Baker Mayfield really believes like he's the best quarterback on planet Earth, and anything less is like disrespectful. Drew Locke doesn't necessarily have confidence that high, but still a really confident guy. Here's what I liked, and we're gonna because because we're gonna run a little shorter segments here, but I liked something that kind of everybody pointed out here, which Drew Locke seems really coachable in a time where these guys are going into the NFL and they're going into pro systems and they are learning how to fix that feet, uh, you know, fix those angles, um, you know, shorten their release, all the different things that have to happen. Um, 
Drew Locke looks like he's a guy that's going to be able to take that coaching and actually improve. And that's not something you could have said about Paxton or a lot of quarterbacks that were coming out. You didn't know. I think everybody feels good about the prospects of this kid coming in and being able to be coached. Right. Um, and that's that's really big because we've seen a guy like Patrick Mahomes where you say, Man, some of that footwork on film were, was just terrible. Yeah, um, and they were able to come in, and and he was obviously in a good system with a great quarterback coach, and they fixed that. And there's other guys that you can say that about as well, but um, that's what's going to be the most important. Here's what I want to add, real quick. All of us have been in high school. We've taken tests. We've we've done the whole school system, right? When you studied for a test and you were completely prepared for what you were about to endure, you walked into that classroom with a ton of confidence. And in fact, you know, I, I actually remember a time where I studied for a test and the teacher came in and said, like, surprise, we're not doing the test. And I was like mad, right? Because I was right. so prepared. Right. And you've also had it the other way around where you didn't study for anything. You walked in there and you're like, Lord, shine down on me. Right. Drew Locke is beaming with the idea that he studied all this stuff all year. Yep. I think Dooley being there at Missouri probably put him under the test. Like it feels like on a weekly basis, hundred percent what he's going to endure when he comes to the senior bowl, the combine, whatever it may be. And he just feels so ready for what yeah. any coach is going to throw at him. And he mentioned that he's like, you want to put me on the board? You want me to draw the play? You want me to draw the five man, six man, you know, whatever protections you want, I can draw it up. And I was really impressed with the fact that he was yep. like, bring it on. Yep. We'll, we'll find out this week if it translates to the field and how he looks in a, in a different setting. But yesterday, we found out that he can be the face of a franchise if right. you make him that. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. This is a guy that Broncos fans should be excited about, at least the prospects of. I told a guy on Twitter yesterday, hey, listen. We don't know what the value is yet. This guy has to go through senior bowl practices, play the senior bowl game, the NFL combine, and his pro day. And if all of those things work out great, he's going to be a top 10 pick probably, you know, uh, strictly based on the fact that there's not a whole lot of competition for him in this year's draft. But that's the ceiling for him. Uh, or, or I should say that that's the potential for him. Okay, let's get out of here. When we come back, we are going to uh, answer some questions from the listeners. Uh, we're not going to answer some questions from the listeners. That's what we were going to do with the full length show. Now it's shortened. We'll be back with some more Senior Bowl talk. Hey, before we get out of here, guys, listen, we have an amazing deal. This is the promo that we run for you. It's only good this week. It gets you an annual pass to BSN Denver for $25. Just go to the annual uh, pass and and use promo code senior bowl all one word promo code senior bowl it's going to give you a 25 dollar annual pass all of the coverage that we provide all of the in-depth analysis in the senior bowl so you can understand where the broncos are going and what's the most important positions and players for them to identify this week yeah we're going to give you tons of coverage of course that doesn't just get you the senior bowl i'll be at the super bowl next week and, and you know That's the right. whole cycle never ends here with the Broncos, as you've learned from from listening to this podcast. And Brandon mentioned your questions. We will answer lots of your guys' questions this week, and I'll just use this as a chance to say, if you have senior bowl questions, by the time we talk to you next, we'll have seen all of these guys on the field. So start getting your senior bowl questions in, and we'll, we'll answer the, all of those. But let's take a quick break. 
Dr. Rick and his team at Belmar Chiropractic focus on getting to the root cause of your problem instead of chasing symptoms. The results have been like above and beyond anything I could have ever expected. My pain is completely gone, full of energy, even throughout my entire pregnancy. He was able to adjust me and it sounds crazy to say, but like no back pain throughout my whole pregnancy. That was just really amazing. It's better than anything I could have expected for sure. That was Caitlin. Like her, many people who had looked everywhere and tried everything finally found relief and healing at Belmar Chiropractic. It makes you feel really comfortable because he always tells you what he's doing before he actually does it. So I always felt really, really comfortable and they're all so warm and welcoming as well, which is always great. Dr. Rick can help decrease anxiety and depression, reduce stress, improve mental focus and clarity, provide better quality of sleep, boost your immune system, and so much more. He's definitely the most knowledgeable chiropractor I've ever been to, and I've actually have recommended him to many, many of my friends and coworkers. Give Belmar Chiropractic a call today at 303-233-1236. Welcome back to the BSN Broncos podcast, Senior Bowl edition this week. We'll be taking you through the Senior Bowl practices all the way up to Thursday until we go to New Orleans, which traditionally, uh, you know, has been a number of things for this crew uh, that night. <laughs> 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 um, but we are in Mobile, Alabama now, and... It's an exciting week. There's lots of intriguing players. Uh, Gardner Minshew is here, the quarterback from Wazoo. Um, there is a guy named Wes Hills, uh, who's a 6'2", 220-pound running back from Slippery Rock, um, a Division II school no one's heard of. So they've really dug deep to find some of the best players in the country here. A lot of big-name school guys, a lot of Alabama guys, uh, you know, an Auburn linebacker, uh, Deshaun Davis, we got a chance to talk to yesterday. Uh, some, some really exciting prospects. We're going to go to Andre right now, our draft and analytics guru here at BSN. And Andre, why don't you start telling the listeners um, – kind of maybe some of the guys that you're excited about here and what you're looking for overall this week. Yeah, it, um, as Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Senior Bowl, talked about, it starts with the quarterbacks, definitely Drew Locke, and there's also Duke's uh, Daniel Jones, who's just a junior but managed to graduate, so he got here. And actually the, the whole class is pretty stacked and deep with guys like Tyree Jackson out of Buffalo, who's kind of like a poor man's Josh Allen, has all the upside in the world. Uh, you have Gardner Minshew that Brandon um, mentioned. Then you have a, some really intriguing offensive tackles, starting with Yadni Kajust out of West Virginia and Andre Dillard, who might not be seen as the top offensive lineman in the class, but they're seen as the purest left tackle prospects in this group. The feet and length is there for both of them. That makes them really intriguing. And this class is defined by the D-line, which... On the, on the edges, the Broncos don't need, but on the interior, they certainly could use. You have guys like Zach Allen out of Boston College, uh, Gerald Willis out of Miami. Um, Isaiah Bugs is one of those guys from Alabama that you were mentioning that would really stand out. And even on the interior offensive line, which is where the Broncos might be having some major turnover, depending on what they do with Ronald Leary, Matt Paradis, uh, Billy Turner, and so on. You have Garrett Bradbury, who's a really impressive uh, center out of NC State. Dalton Risner, a Colorado kid who played at Kansas State, played right tackle at K-State, but probably would move to the interior. 
Nagy said he thought he profiled best as a center. Elton Jenkins out of Mississippi State's another center who's really talented. We have some nice wide receivers, including local prospect Alex Wesley. You can check out our story on him that we ran yesterday. And let, let's let, let's talk about him as we're just running through players yeah. here. Alex Wesley, Northern Colorado product, yep. uh, probably you know uh, the last wide receiver to come out of UNC that went to the NFL was Vincent Jackson. Yeah. Storied career there, All Pro, Pro Bowl player. Um, Let's talk about this guy and, and you know, talk about maybe, hey, where can he go and, and what's the ceiling look like for him? Yeah, I pointed out in the article how uh, last few years when small school guys have come to the Senior Bowl, they've really helped their stocks and they've gone between that third to fifth round range. Cooper Cup went in the high third round. A uh, guy from Penn last year who I'm blanking on his name, he went in the fifth to the Tampa Bay Bucks. I think depending on where how Wesley performs here, he could very realistically go in that range. And if he's burning NFL-type cornerbacks because he's got track speed, this is a Division One All-American in track, a two-time Big Sky champion in the 400 meters, then he could he could potentially go even in the third round. Yeah, and to my uh, fellow CU fans out there, you might not remember his name. You might not remember his number, but you remember a, a contest with Northern Colorado, not this year, but last year yep. that was far too close for comfort. And one of the reasons was because this kid was out there burning uh, Isaiah Oliver yeah. two times for touchdowns. Wow. Yeah. And that was early in the season. And people were thinking, what is wrong with Isaiah Oliver? You know, right. because going in there, everyone thought, wow, this kid could be a first round prospect. Mm -hmm. And he ended up being pretty darn close to it. But you, you went into that game and you're like, did they not take him seriously? What's the deal here? Well, the truth is, you know, Alex Wesley is really darn fast. Right. And had the speed to not only be, beat a secondary that had Isaiah Oliver, but also Evan Worthington, yeah. who was at one point considered a pro prospect. He really did a number on them. So as Andre wrote in the article, that's kind of the only time we've ever seen him against true NFL talent. And, right. and it was one of the best games of his career. Yeah, and Isaiah Oliver had just locked down Michael Gallup the week prior, and then Alex Wesley ran wild over him. So this kid's really intriguing. If he can do what he did last time he faced a pro prospect at defensive back, the, the sky's the limit for what he can do this week. Let's jump into one more guy that you like that you're looking at as a potential Denver Bronco or at least somebody that you would expect to have, uh, you know, maybe multiple meetings with maybe a, a coaching staff or scouts that are want to look at him directly today yeah um a small school gem that everyone in the draft world's talking about that's here and it's nasir adderley he can play cornerback he can play safety um everyone's really high on him there's buzz that this kid from delaware could go in the first round maybe high second round as a cornerback, he'd be very intriguing in Vic Fangio's uh, defense. We know that depending on what happens with Darian Stewart, the Broncos could use another safety. His versatility at safety would make him really intriguing, especially in a pairing with Will Parks and um, Simmons that have both been pretty versatile themselves and can kind of be moved around. In that kind of zone scheme, a guy like Adderley would fit perfectly. Yeah, and I guess before we go to break, uh, the one big surprise today was that this morning, uh, Tyree Jackson, uh, the quarterback from Buffalo, a Mac quarterback, uh, came in at six foot seven, two hundred and fifty pounds, pretty big, pretty big kid. Uh, Elway has to like that, right? <laughs> I feel like 
Maybe he's done with, with the... <laughs> I think what John Elway has learned is there is such a thing as too tall. I would be shocked. I honestly would be shocked if Tyree Jackson ended up being a Bronco because the Broncos have tried with two quarterbacks right. now who are over 6'5", and both of them failed miserably. So it's actually hard for me to watch Tyree Jackson's tape because he's got the blue and white uniform. He's got like the long <laughs> throwing motion. I just can't not see Paxton Lynch when I watch him. Uh, that One of my goals of this week is to try and like unlearn unlearn my Paxton Lynch eyes when I look at Tyree Jackson. But yeah, he's huge. His hands are huge. Everything about him is huge. Maybe too huge. In terms of notable news from this morning, though, Drew Locke, the, the, the early favorite, coming in with the smallest hands. Coming in at nine inches, what do we make of that? Do we make anything of it? It's not great. I don't, but there are people that will, and those people are in charge of spending high draft picks on quarterbacks. <laughs> well, so, you know what? We might get some weather this week, and that's where we'll be able to see, does Drew Locke's hand size really matter if we do get the weather? Because mm. that's the only scenario in yeah, which it matters. We should have talked about that, the whole hand size thing, right? Drew Locke comes in with the smallest hands out of all quarterbacks well, let's at talk, the Senior let's talk Bowl. let's a little bit more about that on the other side of this break. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Jesse from BSN Denver. I'm hanging out with AJ Hayfley today from the BSN Avalanche. We're talking about one of our favorite spots in all of Colorado to get some beer up at the uh, Cardo Keg House. AJ, tell us about it. It's pretty cool. You walk in, and there's a it's, it's this big bar right in front of you, and you know it's every, all these beers are on tap. All the beers that you can you could really imagine that that you maybe probably have ever even heard of. Yep, yep. And uh, they give you this huge menu, and you're able to just flip through it and Anybody, anybody that likes any kind of beer, especially made in Colorado, is definitely going to be able to to find something that they like. Yeah, uh, you know, personal favorite of mine is the the Apricot Blonde from Dry Dock Brewery out in Aurora, and yeah, man, it's just it's one of my favorite places. Off Wadsworth and Thirty Six in Brewfield, right next to the First Bank Center, it's the Colorado Keg House. Welcome back to the BSN Broncos podcast. Uh, once again, make sure you subscribe uh, under the annual pass with promo code Senior Bowl twenty five dollar annual pass. Get all of our coverage this week. You're you're going to want to definitely read all of that at bsndenver.com. Uh, let's talk about hand size, and you know this is something that has been spoken of a lot over the last you know, 20 years of NFL prospects, how big are the hands? And I think uh, nine inches was always the threshold. If it was below that, you had a pretty good feeling this guy wasn't going to be able to handle it. There's a lot of quarterbacks that didn't make it in the NFL that have hands smaller than nine inches. Um, and today, this morning, uh, hands were measured and our guy Drew Locke had the smallest hands, um, so let's talk about that, Dre. Uh, what is your opinion on the hand thing? Is it a big deal? Uh, is it as important as they say? And then, you know, how does that compare to some of the other guys here? Yeah, I think it just being able to handle the ball, you, you know, the bigger the hands, the better. It can make things easier. It can make things easier, like we were mentioning before the break. Um, in adverse weather, which, of course, in Denver is more of a concern than, say, in a place where you'd be playing in a dome. Uh, so, yeah, I think it does matter, but 
we'll see. It's it's important to put it in uh in context. In in the end, his hands were similar to Jared Goff's. Exactly. And that seems to be working out for for Goff. So, you Close know, to Mahomes too. There's no right, like you right. know definitive. Okay, if their hand if his hands are nine inches, he can't play. And when you watch Drew Locke, I actually expected his hands to come in big. Because mm-hmm. when you watch him in the way that he commands the football and the way he rips it, it looks like he's got a really great grip on the ball. Right. Um, now, the NFL ball is different. Maybe that makes an it, maybe that makes a little bit of a difference. But, again, Goff, Mahomes, um, clearly it didn't hurt Goff's stock that no. he had the smaller hands. So, right. it's one of those things that you, you keep track of. And I think if teams are putting two guys next to each other and they say these guys are the exact same in our book, one guy has a little bit larger hands. It could be a tiebreaker for them. To me, it's one of those things that you just you don't you don't overblow. I mean, we'll be able to know this week at the end of this week if if we don't if we aren't talking about his hand size and we're not talking about the way the ball looks and it looks different than on his tape, then it's fine. It's nothing we need to worry about. Now, at the end of the week, if every ball we saw was wobbly because he's he can't adjust to that bigger ball with his smaller hands, then it's a problem. But at the end of this week, it will know. I want to go back to watch that South Carolina game because that's one of his three games where he struggled. The other two against Georgia and Alabama. And look, if you're at Missouri, you're going to struggle against those two phenomenal defenses. I want to go back to the South Carolina game. There was some weather. He did talk about that. See how that affected him. Let's. Oh, I was just saying the other guy that's here that a lot of people are talking about, and um, maybe us not as much is Daniel Jones. Yep. Why is he getting so much buzz in the draft? Quarterback world? out of Duke for anybody that's listening yes. that's mm-hmm. not familiar. Why is he getting so much buzz and and why aren't you buying in per se? Yeah, he's getting buzz. He comes from that David Cutcliffe offense, which of course has produced the Mannings. Um, so he's a little more familiar with some pro concepts, though he's definitely not uh, playing in a pro-style offense, that's for sure. And the what what's really intriguing is his poise in the pocket and his ability to kind of, you know, stay calm, uh, statuesque quarterback with decent athleticism, uh, decent accuracy, nice little touch on the deep ball. So he checks off a lot of boxes. So-so production. That's what I'm not buying into. Uh, the velocity on the arm, I don't like. I think he's inconsistent in tight windows. That's what scares me. And his footwork can be too backloaded, and that's where I'll really see him miss throws, uh, which he should be making, which a pro prospect should be making. Of The zip over the middle and to the sideline is not what I like to see. But again, in this kind of context, we can change that evaluation pretty quickly. Here's where my issue lies with a guy like Daniel Jones. It's It's not necessarily about his floor it's about his ceiling and when i look at a guy like daniel jones on tape i don't see superstar Mm -hmm. i see potential solid nfl starter yes and unfortunately for the broncos they now play in a in a division who very soon here could be dealing with the best quarterback in football in fact some would argue that the best quarterback in football already is in the division yeah um Best especially, young quarterback, right, in especially football. as this new era of quarterbacks is ushered in. Patrick Mahomes is the most impressive one so far. I think the Broncos have to swing big, and it, and it goes back to the way I felt about the coaching staff sack. 
I think you have to go after a guy who can be a superstar. And when I look at Drew Locke and the, the, the tools that he has, I see, okay, if everything comes together for him, he could be a superstar. When I look at Kyler Murray and the intrigue that he brings to the table, I say if he can put it all together and, and figure out how to use that speed and all that stuff without getting himself injured, he can be a superstar. Right. When I look at Dwayne Haskins, I see a guy who has the potential to be a superstar. Yes. For Daniel Jones, maybe it's there. For me, I'm not seeing it right now, and, and I don't think the Broncos are in a position to, to mess around with that. Here's what it comes down to for me when I look at Daniel Jones. When I look at the schedule and I see you played NC Central and you played Army and you played Northwestern and Baylor um, and you played, you know, you played, uh, I mean, maybe the, the best defense you played was, was Pitt uh, or uh, obviously he played Clemson. So yeah. barring Clemson, right. right? Um, you know, you played Temple. And so you have that kind of a schedule. And you in the season with 2,600 yards, uh, you barely go 60% on completion percentage. And you go 22 touchdowns and nine interceptions. It's just not flattering, right? No. It's, it, it, it's not that impressive. You expect, I mean, you think that some of these other guys we're talking about, um, if they played in that system against those teams, you know, does Pat Mahomes throw for, you know, 1,000 yards against Army? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's it's just it doesn't get you excited. And if you're a Broncos fan, which is what you are if you're listening to the show, you're looking to get excited about the next quarterback prospect, the next great quarterback to come to Denver and change things, not the next Brian Greasy. And what I'm so, why I'm so excited we're here is to see what either what we're seeing or what we're not seeing with Daniel Jones because right now on pretty much every national big board, Daniel Jones is rated higher than Drew Locke. Yeah. A lot of people believe he's a top 10 pick. Some people believe he the, he won't even be available for the Broncos to draft at 10. So I can't wait to put him up against Drew Locke this week and, and see which one's better. I think we'll know. And that's what you have to keep in mind here. These are our pre-senior bowl impressions. So much could change between now and when we talk to you guys on Thursday or Friday when we could be saying, look, forget everything we said on Tuesday. Yep. Drew Locke, ain't it and daniel jones is so that's what's so fun about this week is these are our impressions going in and no one here is a guy who's going to stand his ground and say i i refuse to change yep. where i stand we're all coming into this with a very open mind and, and who knows what could happen between now and the end of the week before we get out of here a guy that i want to try to talk to today so that we can bring him into this conversation on tomorrow's podcast is will greer yeah. so he's another quarterback here that a lot of people are talking about and you know, he kind of falls in between a lot of these things. We don't have time to jump into him, but we'll, we'll try to talk to him. We'll try to get with all of these quarterbacks and see for if sure. there's a play for the Broncos this year. Hey, that's going to wrap it up here for our first Bama Boys trip to the BSN Broncos podcast from Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the BSN Broncos podcast on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. And don't forget to use that promo code Senior Bowl. Get a whole year for 25 bucks. It's a special we're running just because we're down here, and we don't want you guys to miss out on any of this coverage. So, as always, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch up with you guys later. Believe it or not, finding the right safe for your needs is an art, and the staff at Colorado Safe Outlet has mastered it. Their team takes pride in their no upsell mentality and allow the customer to make an informed decision while never being rushed. 
I would 100% recommend them to a friend because you really never think about how important having a good safe is until, you know, something bad happens. They're the best brands available like uh, Superior and Champion, and they just had really exceptional service and knowledge, which I haven't really received from big box retailers in the past. The Colorado Safe Outlet is looking for a new installer. Drab requires clean record, no felonies, clean cut, strong build, and reliable transportation. Wages start at hourly, but will quickly go to salary if you're fit for the job. Please call Drew Weaver at 303-333-7233 and check out Colorado Safe Outlet today.